podcast is about more than just research. It's about community, too. I see you in the community. What's going on this weekend? The last time we met, we talked to... Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to? Miguel, what's new with... Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk, if you talk to the people from the board. Why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host, Miguel Valdez. And today we have a full house. We have... Two guests and uh, first time I have a system. No, I've been having a system for a while. But anyways, hello Maria. And today we have two guests. We have Anthony. Anthony, your last name? Uh, Bushman. Bushman. And Nate Cunningham. Welcome, guys. How have you guys been in these past days? And the weather, Minnesota, remind us that we need to embrace north. Or what did they say? Embrace the winter or embrace north. It's uh, it's been extremely cold. I mean, uh, sixty below wind chills. Uh, you know, forty below real temperature. That's that's freezing. <laughs> and that's time to stay inside. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys do anything? Attempt to do something during these past two days when we got the what are they called the the polar vortex? Yes. Yeah. The polar vortex. Uh, so I actually um, I, I own an automotive shop with my partner. And uh, when it gets that cold, you get a lot of batteries that don't start, starters that fail. And uh, you, you get a lot of phone calls with people that their car won't start and they're stranded and, you know, they need to get their cars in. And a lot of the times it's, it's not an extremely expensive fix, but... Um, so you some, run to their houses? Well, cars, so we, we, we wait for AAA to actually bring the vehicle to us. Oh, okay. And, and then we pull it into the shop or we have to push it into the shop or... You know, with with the ice on down on the parking lot, sometimes it can be pretty difficult to get it into the shop, and you're out in the elements until you get it inside where you can work on it. And do you extend your hours during these past days? Um, so, you know, being self-employed on that point of it, we uh, we just worked till the work was done. So yeah, we we definitely extended the hours. We didn't have you know we didn't post anything showing that we had more hours, uh, but we were definitely working long hours and late to get the stuff done. And Anthony, you work in the opposite field, in a different field. What about you? How was this past days? So fortunately uh, for me, I get to work from home. And so okay. I spent the last few days home with my uh, newborn baby girl, oh, <laughs> watching her and working from, work from the house. Yeah, thank you. So you are a financial advisor, correct? Correct. So, but you both uh, have something in common. You both are veterans, and we're going to be talking today about the work that you guys been doing here in the community, and and we want everybody to help us spread the word and the great work that you guys are doing. First of all, I want to say thank you for your service. Where do you serve, Anthony? I uh, spent five years active duty with with the Marines. Oh, and where do you get a chance to go, or where were you stay? So I was stationed in uh, San Diego uh, for my entire enlistment, and uh, I did two deployments where we saw much of the world, pretty much all of Asia. Um, really, um, and then, uh, Kuwait, Iraq, you know, so. And for somebody when, when, so were you stationed in a base or in a, in boats or wherever? So, yeah, so I was, uh, attached to a MU, so we did two, so we went out on boats, but we were stationed on a, on an airfield, actually. I was a helicopter mechanic. Okay. And what about you, Nate? 
Um, so I did. The, I, I enlisted into the Army National Guard, um, switched over active duty for uh, a combined about four years, and uh, I was a reconnaissance scout. Um, I did one deployment in Afghanistan, northeast Afghanistan. Which, which years? Uh, 2010 to 2011. Okay. And how is how for both of you coming back into the civil well, what is the term that they use? Civil? To oh. civilian life. Yeah. Yeah. Civilian life. yeah. yeah. So How's that transition? There's, there's a lot of challenges that come with it. A lot of it is you, you learn something one way, just like anyone working in, in say, a, a major corporation. There's certain ways they do it. And when you do it for so long, and in the military, they're, they're even more so strict on, you know, the policy and, and, and your standard operating procedures of how you're going to do those things. And when you come back and those are the ways that you instilled in, and I believe Anthony, you went in right at 18. Um, I did as well. And, you know, when that's all, you know, it as a, in your professional life, um, coming back to civilian and, and learning other ways can be difficult. Like as the saying goes, you know, it's, it's hard to teach an old dog, new tricks. Um, but there's a lot of things that just translate over to that, and, and you just you need someone to to make that connection for you. And Nate, what was your biggest barrier when, or what was the thing that you encountered? Uh, was similar to Nate's experience? Um, coming back, actually, I was really fortunate. Um, where I got really attached emotionally with all of this was um, watching some of my um, my brothers coming back home. I was really fortunate that my wife was super strong and um, was, was there. Was she for, back she, in, here in the States? She, um, she was with me the entire time that I was in San Diego and, and through my deployments and everything. And uh, But she was not part of us? Uh, she wasn't in the military, no. Enlist, okay. No, no, but she, uh, but she, was, she was there. So when I got out and I wanted to go to school, she had done that. She would graduated the year that I got out, so... I got a lot of, I was fortunate to have a lot of hand-holding, basically, from my wife, and um, what I had witnessed, though, was um, a lot of people that came back didn't have that. They didn't know how to use their GI Bill. They didn't know how to use all these resources that I leveraged, like, crazy. I, I, it's, it's difficult, and there's a lot to know, and there's a lot to learn um, just in using that to transition. Um, the biggest thing for me was just uh, kind of getting used to um, get kind of getting, getting rid of the chip on my shoulder to be, to be honest. Um, because I was going back to school with kids that when, you know, when I was thinking, you know, where I was when, when I was 18 and 19 years old, you know, so, um, that was the biggest thing for me. Um, and that's, that's difficult, I think for, for a lot of people that come back. Um, but besides that, I was pretty fortunate myself. I watched other people struggle. Um, some people like get into drugs and things like that, that, um, and they go back to where they came from. Um, when they had left, you know, the reason that the, a lot of people had gotten in was they didn't necessarily have a better, something better to do, to get into. So they were, Trying so they went to the military. Trying to from environment. And right. So instead of taking that next step after the military, they kind of regress. And, and that's just, that was just really sad, sad to see. Um, I had some friends like from around here, even that, uh, yeah. that I've seen and, go and, through that. And also uh, where I have seen uh, some, some veterans even if they had that support, but if they experience something on the field when they're out, um, that also affects you different. In your case, were you encountered with combat? 
Um, I was. Uh, we, we were in uh, a significant amount of combat, actually, uh, among small engagements. I was also in the Battle of Doab, and I had a lot of very, very close brothers that, you know, I, I don't think they would be effective in, in a civilian workplace or at this point even even in the military anymore, and, and they no longer are. Um, they're all doing very well. They had to get help. Um, but they, they very much, you know, and everyone takes it very differently. So it's it's all... It doesn't mean somebody's stronger than the other ones. It's no, just everybody's different. It, exactly. And, and for me, it was, um, you know, I just avoided thinking about it. So I, I would just work all the time. I, I would constantly work two jobs. And, you know, even now I, I work two full-time jobs. So it's, it, it, it becomes a, a, a coping med mechanism. And, um, you know, whether it's the right or wrong way to do it, um, it it's a way. And it was for you. Yep, it, it was. And now um, I've, you know, became successful in my life. And really, Getting past that, you know, I'm I'm just working a, a basically two minimum wage jobs to growing and learning and becoming into manager roles and much higher positions um, until eventually now I'm I'm self-employed. So it, uh, it it was it was a pretty hard transition, but there's a, so many benefits out there, and and the military tells you about them all during the time you're in. But when you're in, you really you you know for me i didn't i didn't really pay that much attention and they kind of as the saying goes you know drinking from a, a fire hose and they give you all this information but you don't retain any of it and then when when somebody says i'm i'm utilizing this program for the military and you're like oh i wish i would have done that and and then it kind of all clicks and you remember i'm saying it but you need somebody around to really help you and, and guide you through those things. And, and for the traditional person who comes out and goes to college, a lot of the colleges have veterans rep. There's phenomenal county service reps here in Rochester um, that can help that. But there's a lot of other things, too, you know, with, with the on-the-job training program where they can use their GI Bill to go back and essentially use a, um, an apprenticeship program and bridge that gap between what a E5 or an E6 with 10 years in the military was making and, and he may have a, or she may have a wife and or husband, wife, family, you know, and it's, it would be very difficult for them to come back and, and work at a minimum wage job. So essentially, if their skill in the military doesn't directly transfer over, then there's a way that they can learn another skill. Now they possess many things that an entry level person doesn't. I mean, work ethic is is one of the biggest ones. Not implying that you know every every young person doesn't have a strong work ethic, but you know we always say we we wish we would have known exactly exactly. And and that person is grown. They they have developed. They are you know a, a very mature adult, and that's what a lot of people need and want. Anthony. Um so there is all those resources, but how can we spread the message for other, in, in this case, in here in Olmstead County in Southeast Minnesota, you guys are now part, you guys are chair of this uh, Salute, is, that's what is it called? Salute. Yeah, that's right, Salute uh, Southern Minnesota. Salute, so tell me about it. What is this group about? So that, that, uh, Nate was, uh, I think, um, kind of explaining here, mm -hmm. um, 
what we're trying to do is just help underemployed vets and unemployed vets find find meaningful careers. How and can it, we name this group? Is this a support group? Or is a bro- so exactly. So it, it's it's a um, right now it's it's a network with them, and it also has a, a mentorship component to it. So like what Nate was saying, you know, translating those skills into something. So if somebody's if we find a vet that's interested in some area, we could we have a vast right now network of employers really. Um, where we might be able to hook them up with, okay, we know where there's openings because we partnered with so many uh, okay. local employers. Um, then on the other hand, if somebody's not quite, you know, ready to go for the job material, we have a mentorship program because we use um, the Workforce Development Inc. down here. That's the that's the nonprofit um, that we're kind of a task force mm-hmm. of, and uh, we use them as our uh, – they provide our infrastructure for all of this. So we can get them into a program, kind of get them get them up and going, get them on their get them on their feet, get them interview ready, get them uh, ready for employment, so that we can feed them to these employers that are I mean, with this really low um, unemployment rate. These employers are looking for skin, yeah. yeah, and and that's what we're working with the employers as well. How can we get these guys who possess a lot of things that we're, we're looking for? but they just don't have maybe that direct skill set. Well, we can teach somebody a skill. We can't teach them how to show up on work time, you know, on time. We can, we can just expect those things. Um, really, what we want to do, though, is, is raise awareness. Um, raise awareness to the veterans that may be underemployed, um, that are looking for that job. You know, they're going to work every day because they have bills to pay. But where, where do we get them into... A career, not just a job that they go in, go home, you know, complain about hating their job, but a job that they can really love and, and something they can, you know, strive at in the civilian world. And, uh, you know, it's our programs designed to bring the veteran in, whether they're underemployed, unemployed. Um, we, we have pretty strict flow chart um, and a process that can follow them through. And, and some veterans, you know, um, uh, for instance, Anthony, he could, he could probably transition into a helicopter mechanic quite easily. Now, for myself, short of being in law enforcement or something like that, uh, there's not really anything for me to translate those skills. But Anthony went another direction. I went another direction. And we still possess those skills, but at the same time, we want things in life that you know, everybody else Opportunities. does. Just exactly. Resources that are out there, put it, uh, so people can take advantage of those. Absolutely. Yeah, and with that, with the engagement piece, um, we don't have all the answers, and we would love to hear some feedback from your listeners mm-hmm. and and things like that. We would love um, some some outreach from the community as well to kind of help us along and uh, and further our cause. I'm sure there's veterans listening that if. Um, they, I mean, if yeah. they have ideas on how to, oh, there is how to reach... there's chapters that they can share success stories that they've done with their own groups. Absolutely. What about on mental health? Uh, any challenges that you have experienced with the, as a group for to reach out for those with mental health? Um, so soldiers with mental health issues, um, we're going to refer them over to the VA. Okay. Um, they're going to be more directly set up for that. Um, there's a big part of that, that they need to transition, um, 
if anyone contacted me and wanted to talk to me about it, I, I would be happy, happy to work with them. Um, and, and I have many friends, including myself, um, you know, that, that struggled with some of that, especially when I first returned home. Um, and fighting through that on your own is, is really difficult. We had a, a very, very small platoon and we're, we're still very good friends. And, and we were fortunate enough to be able, you know, with, with modern technology to communicate quite frequently and, and talk and, you know, get together, you know, once a year, a couple times a year at, as it works out. Um, but in regards to the veterans salute, we really want to just touch base with, with the soldiers that are working at, like we said, just, just that entry-level position, um, kind of a minimum wage job, yeah. and, and, yeah, give them a path to growth. And, and what, why aren't they growing is kind of one of the questions that we ask ourselves. And whether that be something simple like they, they don't have a good resume because, you know, they, they were never taught how to write a good resume so they can't even get to the interview process and then you know maybe it's the opposite of that and they have a very good resume and they get to the interview process but they don't have those those skills to communicate as well as they should and we can help them with that through the mentoring process Um, with that being said we also know the soldiers that uh, may be very good at both of those things but yet they need the networking they need to get in contact with that employer that's actually looking for that job because mm-hmm. when you look at a job post you look at a laundry list of stuff that you may require well some of those things may be pretty easy to get and we can help them get it uh, where can people find you your group where do you guys get together is the, you guys get together virtually with modern technology you get together in a in a place how how and and how uh, because even if there is somebody who's veteran, but you know, when you walk into a new group, no matter what, sometimes it's intimidating for some individuals. Where do you guys get together? Absolutely. So we um, get together the first Wednesday of every month um, at seven thirty at uh, at RCTC. Seven a.m. Actually, seven early. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep it. Yep. Yep. People be respectful of people's working hours and things like yep. that for sure. So, so and everybody Wednesday, first. Oh. Yep, first Wednesday of every month um, at RCTC at the, at the Heightened Center. Heightened Center. And, um, and really, anybody's welcome to be there. Um, what's mandatory is our steering committee, which is, um, well, us two as the co-chairs. Heightened Center in that cafeteria open area? Um, oh. Actually, it's in the Workforce Development. Um, oh, got it. Yep, next door. Offices. Across yep. from Public Health on, on 14. I mean, on 4th, 4th Street. I th- yeah, I think so, yep. So um, we're going to be putting the link here of the location so people can show up and and we'll be sharing the times too. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. Appreciate that. And then we're all, we also have a Facebook page, um, okay. Salute Southern Minnesota. And uh, you can also find us on Workforce Development Inc.'s website under Task Forces and uh, get our information there and, uh, and reach out to us that way as well. And how long this group has been going on? Uh, so we've been together about four years now okay um it's it's been it's been really hard to kick off because um for i mean we're all 100 percent volunteers through this so yeah. everybody in the group also has full-time jobs um the unemployment rate which which is phenomenal you know is i i believe last time i looked it up it, in rochester was around two percent and three point yeah, yeah three point one percent um in in minnesota so 
a lot of the veterans that we're looking for aren't necessarily unemployed. It's, it's the ones that are underemployed that we really want to target, and we know there's a lot of them out there, mm-hmm. but we're having trouble getting in touch with them and just saying, hey, we can help. And veterans in general are very, very hesitant to do something kind of outside what their standard operating procedure SOP is and whatever they've developed. What is SOPA? No, oh. SOP. Wait, so yep, stand, standard operating procedure. Oh. Okay. So it's it's a term that's across everywhere in the military, okay. um, and everybody just so kind of has a protocol for yep. something. Yep, it, it could be. I mean, somebody could come up and they just simply say, "Hey, what's what's at the home? Up? Do you use terms like that, you guys?" Uh, yeah. When when <laughs> I first got home, I I was I was really bad. Um, I would use acronyms a lot, and even. You know, if, if we start to get together with our old military buddies, it, uh, uh, my, my wife, she, uh, she gives me a hard time when I, when I come back home or if she's You're with me because then I'm using the lingo again. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. So do you guys have events where people for fundraising or just to be to, you know, to do awareness of, of this group? Um, Any events coming up or you have done in the past that you want to recreate so we just finished um we offered uh, a free permit to carry class for the veterans um and really we just wanted to get in front of that group of people because you know some that's uh you use that as a engagement just to to connect yes awesome yep and uh it, it we we had we we filled up both classes um, signups we had a few seats of of individuals that didn't show up but that's to be expected when you're doing something like that okay. um, we we've had job fairs in the past and we have we're scheduling them for this year um, we actually sit down uh, this coming Wednesday and we'll have all those dates and and plans prepped we have um, seven different subgroups. Um, one of them being events, and they'll come up with a plan. Oh, you have different committees too. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We so we have you know the steering committee, um, mm-hmm. which is us as well as all yep. the chairs, and and really it's it's not like you know if if you're a member of Veterans Salute, it's and you're part of say the the mentoring steering committee or the I'm sorry the the mentoring committee, um, and if you want to come to the steering committee, anyone can come yeah. to it. But you want to put your skills it, to help. It, exactly. So, I mean, really, we, we have events, we have marketing communications, we have the direct recruitment piece, um, and then we also have the employer recruitment piece, uh, as well as uh, the veterans' career planning and mentoring. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's it's actually a a pretty elaborate operation. Um, it's it's a lot of moving parts. Some days. You know, Anthony and I, and I get a little bit frustrated just because we have so many moving parts, and it seems like you know I, I could do it all day long. And uh, you know, unfortunately, with all of us having full time jobs as well, it's it's not possible. Mm-hmm. But we we have the workforce development backing us, and they allow us um, to you know delegate some of the day to day tasks to their full time employees, and and they really help us. Question, have you guys partnered with any other agencies? Not necessarily from the, with the military, military background, but for example, 
with NAMI, Southeast Minnesota, which is the uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, uh, or any other agency where you can, you know, collaborate just to get the word out, or any other events just to have a table, a presence to, so people is aware of you guys and, and the mission that you guys have. Sure. So mostly, um, we, we partner with the county, um, and they do when they do their job fairs. We we usually have a booth there, okay. um, which is um, brought about some some engagement. Um, we'd like to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, we've partnered with some employers in the area that have uh, that have helped us out. Mayo being mm-hmm. one of them. Um, thank them greatly for their continued support and your supporting them here today. Obviously. Um, See, who else? Um, the Canadian Honkers helped us out a couple times. That re- they oh, put on our first event. That uh, and I think um, it was the Kaler. I think that they gave us the room as well. That really that they the gave event, us event center. Yeah, oh, yeah. it really got us uh, uh, kicked off here. I think um, it used to be called Armada. Okay. Okay. So, got yep. you by the by the mall. Yep. Yep. Right. So the the new, right. yeah. new branded Kaler. I guess. Got you. That's um, good. And but, uh, the DAV as well has uh, has helped us out too. So um, we're always looking for um, new ways to engage. We're trying to be creative. That's where we, uh, the two of us, came up with the permit to carry class um, to kind of you know do something outside the box besides just job fairs, things like that. Um, again, any ideas? Um, please, <laughs> well, <laughs> please I reach out. I have an idea, and let's do it here live. And okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. Ready? So. February 9th, we're having a blizzard ride as part of um, Winterfest here in Rochester. So the blizzard ride is um, is uh, fundraising for a bike club here in the community where we donate bicycles for youth and adults who need a bicycle as a transportation, either because the bus doesn't work or they lose their driver's license for substance abuse or for any reasons. We donate bicycles to those individuals. So during the blizzard ride, people go to different spots and learn about resources in the community. Would you like to have a, we'll come to your spot because we just changed the route and uh, we'll come. And, and maybe some of these individuals, uh, they're not veterans, but it's a way to spread the word because Absolutely. we ask them to tweet. We ask them to use social media for each location where they go. So let's say uh, last year we partnered with NAMI and they share about uh, mental health and about the Neighborhood Association, about uh, the Sierra Club. So what do you guys think? I think Saturday, that sounds awesome. February 9th, the event goes from from 11 to 4, and uh, we'll just find a time where and a location. We come, stop, you just share what you guys doing, and invite individuals to share you know, and because and, that's how, you know, sometimes some of these topics that we're talking is, is personal. And sometimes it's easier to communicate that way when we're talking about these things. Because no matter how strong we are, sometimes we don't like to ask for help. And that's, and, and. Absolutely. That can be especially true amongst our veterans, for sure. So, so anything else there would you guys would like to share? Tell me about that conference that you just went. Didn't you went to, uh, you were telling me? No. No. Different guests. Never mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything else that you guys have for us to, to share with the community? You know, the biggest thing I would say is 
you know, if, if you're a veteran, um, if, if, you, if you need some help, not, not direct uh, necessarily, um, you know, what, what would be a, a medical diagnostic help. But if you're working a job that you, you really don't like and you want to grow into a position and, and we know you have the skills and there's employers that ha- know you also have the skills, uh, contact us and and let us let us make that connection for you, and get you get you to better yourself because you know if if you go home every day and and you're not trying to better yourself, you know in the military we always say we we got to constantly improve our fighting position. But in the civilian world we're not really fighting, but we're, we're still living life and you still got to constantly try to yeah. yep constantly got to strive to improve yourself and um, just. Charlie Mike. And what is the criteria for somebody who calls themselves uh, a veteran? So any, anyone who served in the armed forces um, okay. will help. We, we really kind of strive for the, for the post-9-11 vets. Gotcha. Um, just because... Um, that workforce age too. Exactly. Seven. Yep, yep. And, and that's... But we're, we're, not, we're not saying that if if we have a you know say say a vet that was in and you know 90 to 95 i mean it's still the same military and i mean sure there's a lot of things that changed but we're happy to help them just as much and and we we actually just had one not too long ago that was outside of that you know initial working age that maybe still has 20 years left in their career 30 years left in their career um, and, and we were able to, to help that person make a connection. Um, and they, they had also been very squared away when they came to us, so they didn't need help with a resume or, you know, interview skills. They, they literally just needed networking. What year did you enlist? Uh, so I enlisted in 2008. Okay. Uh, 2006. Okay. Wow. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fast. It does, yes. It is. Guys, you want to add something else, Anthony? Um, yeah, so I'll go from the employer standpoint. Um, employers out there, please do let us know what your needs are. Um, we want to supply you with uh, quality individuals to uh, add to your workforces and to the vets. Yeah, please um, let us know how to reach you. Um, what's the best way to get to you? Um, let's make this let's make this all happen. Yep. Remember Wednesday, first Wednesday of the month, 7.30 a.m. at the Heinz Center which is part of the RCTC. The Heinz Center is located on 4th Street, across from Public Health, across from Olmsted Medical Center, and the Workforce Center offices, which is connected to the Heinz Center. And, and um, the, the Workforce Center is ours. You can go in there and ask about Veteran Salute, and they can get you in contact with us at any time. So, um, you know, if you are that veteran looking for us, just reach out, uh, message us on Facebook. Have you guys uh, connect with the Salute to the Fort, the the crew who puts the Fort of July event at Silver Lake Park? We have not. All right. Well, I'm going to connect you with those guys. They're super cool guys. They, they're being here also, guests of the podcast, and uh, they put uh, this, uh, it's called Salute to the Fort, and they put this um, great event on Fort of July, and this will be a great look spot to have a table absolutely appreciate that yeah and, thank and you have a stage and you can announce it and let's make it happen thank you guys and stay warm and say hello to Brittany. we 
she made this connection, Brittany. Next time it's going to be you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Stay tuned and make sure to follow us on Facebook on the Community Board Podcast, on iTunes on the Community Board Podcast, on SoundCloud on the Community Board Podcast and share this episode with everybody. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. What's going on this weekend? The last time we met, we talked to this. Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to? Miguel, what's new, Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk, if you talk to the people from the board. Why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Did you see in the news? To get more culture.